Chapter Ten of A Problem in Modern Ethics by John Addington Simons. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Martin Geeson. Chapter Ten Suggestions on the Subject of Sexual Inversion in Relation to Law and Education. One the laws in force against what are called unnatural offences derive from an edict of justinian anno domini five hundred and thirty eight the emperor treated these offences as criminal on the ground that they brought plagues famines earthquakes and the destruction of whole cities together with their inhabitants upon the nations who tolerated them Two a belief that sexual inversion is a crime against god nature and the state pervades all subsequent legislation on the subject this belief rests on one theological conceptions derived from the scriptures two a dread of decreasing the population three the antipathy of the majority for the tastes of the minority four the vulgar error that anti-physical desires are invariably voluntary and the result either of inordinate lust or of satiated appetites three scientific investigation has proved in recent years that a very large proportion of persons in whom abnormal sexual inclinations are manifested possess them from their earliest childhood that they cannot divert them into normal channels and that they are powerless to get rid of them in these cases then legislation is interfering with the liberty of individuals under a certain misconception regarding the nature of their offence four those who support the present laws are therefore bound to prove that the coercion punishment and defamation of such persons are justified either one by any injury which these persons suffer in health of body or mind or two by any serious danger arising from them to the social organism five experience confirmed by scientific observation proves that the temperate indulgence of abnormal sexuality is no more injurious to the individual than a similar indulgence of normal sexuality six in the present state of overpopulation it is not to be apprehended that a small minority of men exercising sterile and abnormal sexual inclinations should seriously injure society by limiting the increase of the human race seven legislation does not interfere with various forms of sterile intercourse between men and women one prostitution two cohabitation in marriage during the period of pregnancy three artificial precautions against impregnation and four some abnormal modes of congress with the consent of the female 
it is therefore in an illogical position when it interferes with the action of those who are naturally sterile on the ground of maintaining the numerical standard of the population eight the danger that unnatural vices if tolerated by the law would increase until whole nations acquired them does not seem to be formidable the position of women in our civilization renders sexual relations among us occidentals different from those of any country ancient greece and rome modern turkey and persia where anti-physical habits have hitherto become endemic nine in modern france since the promulgation of the code napoleon sexual inversion has been tolerated under the same restrictions as normal sexuality that is to say violence and outrages to public decency are punished and minors are protected but adults are allowed to dispose as they like of their own persons the experience of nearly a century shows that in france where sexual inversion is not criminal per se there has been no extension of it through society competent observers like agents of police declare that london in spite of our penal legislation is no less notorious for abnormal vice than paris ten italy by the penal code of eighteen eighty nine adopted the principles of the code napoleon on this point it would be interesting to know what led to this alteration of the italian law but it cannot be supposed that the results of the code napoleon in france were not fully considered eleven the severity of the english statutes render them almost incapable of being put in force in consequence of this the law is not unfrequently evaded and crimes are winked at twelve at the same time our laws encourage blackmailing upon false accusation and the presumed evasion of their execution places from time to time a vile weapon in the hands of unscrupulous politicians to attack the government in office examples the dublin castle scandals of eighteen eighty four the cleveland street scandals of eighteen eighty nine thirteen those who hold that our penal laws are required by the interests of society must turn their attention to the higher education this still rests on the study of the greek and latin classics a literature impregnated with paiderastia it is carried on at public schools where young men are kept apart from females and where homosexual vices are frequent the best minds of our youth are therefore exposed to the influences of a pederastic literature at the same time that they acquire the knowledge and experience of unnatural practices nor is any trouble taken to correct these adverse influences by physiological instruction in the laws of sex fourteen the points suggested for consideration are whether england is still justified in restricting the freedom of adult persons 
and rendering certain abnormal forms of sexuality criminal by any real dangers to society after it has been shown one that abnormal inclinations are congenital natural and ineradicable in a large percentage of individuals two that we tolerate sterile intercourse of various types between the two sexes three that our legislation has not suppressed the immorality in question four that the operation of the code napoleon for nearly a century has not increased this immorality in france five that italy with the experience of the code napoleon to guide her adopted its principles in eighteen eighty nine six that the english penalties are rarely inflicted to their full extent seven that their existence encourages blackmailing and their non-enforcement gives occasion for base political agitation eight that our higher education is in open contradiction to the spirit of our laws finis end of chapter ten recording by martin geeson in hazelmere surrey end of a problem in modern ethics by john addington simons